0: Rebound Hello, Brooklyn, this is uh, a Brooklyn rebound bite Brought to you by your boys pod nam and pod drew up in the Then, or I guess residents or
1: so how you been? What's new with the uh, pod drew? Well, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, look, I just got back a couple days ago from a little foreign trip I was a foreign delegate overseas, you know, they sent me over to Iceland. In fact, and uh so i was getting some of the local culture in over there and uh meanwhile uh, back stateside my uh my favorite nba team the cleveland cavaliers have been they've been slumping i mean we'll probably get into it in a little bit but so they're not doing well but uh but i'm doing pretty well myself personally you doing all right mm-hmm. yeah i went over there it was rainy and but and cold but you know it's uh, it's cool yeah, so you
0: went over there to see some all the lights, all the lights, um, but
1: what actually went down uh, over there in the land of ice? Well, that's true. You, you might be alluding to the northern lights, which is like a cool phenomenon. You can see it in certain parts of the year up north. It's supposed to be one such part of this year, in March, you know, but um, most unfortunately, like I said, it's rainy, it was cloudy, too much cloud coverage on them lights. Didn't get to see it. I don't know if I have to go back or I'll have to go to Alaska or something if I want to see this. Uh, Aurora Borealis, but so that was unfortunate. But you know, the rest of the trip was pretty cool. You know, I dipped, I dipped in a little lagoon there and a hot spring rather. Ee. So you wait, you went into like some, one of those geyser. Uh... No, it's not a geyser. <laughs> I,
0: I did not go into a scalding geyser. <laughs> it's a natural uh... hot spring in
1: the ground. You know, it's like a big jacuzzi basically.
0: Huh. Now, did you go with
1: a whole bunch, whole bunch of people? No, not a whole bunch, uh, just a Lady Padreau and some of her uh, constituents, some of her fam All right. about it. But, yeah, it was good. We had some good food over there. Got a lot of fresh fish. You big fish guy, Padreau, I don't even know about Um, I'm a fan. No, not really, really. No,
0: no, I'm not a huge fish guy. I am into the fish tacos. I like those. Um, this is a
1: euphemism in um no, I I generally like fish tacos. You really like fish tacos. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's more of a uh, I guess maybe more of a, a southern flare on on uh, of seafood or a, or a baja flare, you know that this uh, up up in Iceland it's more you know uh, pull it right out of the sea and just grill it up or uh, or do it up a different no tacos is basically what I'm trying to say.
0: Well, yeah, I would say a southern in terms of a little. Uh, a little uh, flavor, but also it's more Californian. Southwestern, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what kind of tacos, maybe we should just go into what kind of tacos we like uh, for okay. the rest of the podcast, so... <laughs>
1: I mean, that could be interesting. It would be interesting, but I'm afraid we, we have to talk about something even more interesting than tacos. Which is? That's them, that's them Brooklyn Nets. Yep.
0: Interesting is a good way to describe them, that's for sure. These Brooklyn Nets have been uh, on a tear and. Also on a slide at the same time, so you have their record, and in terms I of do. like now
1: now schedule. being on a tear and a and a slide is better than what they normally are, which is just on the slide entirely. So I think maybe what you're alluding to they they have lost the last two games, but in the month of March, which is now concluding, today is actually the, the final day of March. They are seven and ten, so that's a pretty good winning percentage for these Brooklyn Nets for a month. Yeah, that's probably their best winning. That's got to be their best winning percentage in a month all season, right?
0: Definitely. I mean, they won back-to-back games, which is the first time they did it all year um, in the month of March. And in addition to that, I mean, last two games they lost. Let me actually double-check the schedule. They lost on Tuesday to the... Philadelphia 76ers, and they lost to Detroit uh, yesterday, last night. by like a point, right? Yeah, both games actually were down the wire. A couple threes and shots didn't go in, uh, and they lost. And then, you know, all all these games have been competitive except the Wizards last Friday. They lost to Boston early in the month, uh, 98-95. They lost to Dallas, 111-104. So they've been doing their thing.
1: That's a game they could have won, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, these are games that were like... a toss-up, and they could have won. Some of them, Jeremy Lin, didn't play. Some of them were just shots weren't being made. That's usually how you lose a game. And I think for Nets fans that are diehard and uh, not the you know casual fan, but they're diehard ones, would know like there is a lot of potential with this team moving forward. A lot of these free agents are fillers. Who knows what they'll bring on uh, this upcoming summer, uh, other than a pick because they don't have a Number one overall pick, uh, mm-hmm. as they could have. Thanks, thank you to Billy King and his expert. The expert. King, yes. yeah,
1: yeah. Do have some some of the young talent has been looking pretty decent, right? Like uh, Isaiah Whitehead, Karis Lefort, they they have definitely shown signs of uh, potential, right?
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's exciting to see that because you know you don't know what you're going to get with a late second round pick like Isaiah Whitehead or a uh, late first round. Former lottery potential pick of a, you know, had an injury with a uh,
1: Caris LeVert. He had like yeah. I think a broken foot or something like that. But yeah. and and frankly, even even a top lottery pick, even any pick, almost you don't you don't know what you're going to get. Really, you, you have to see, see them play. Like just to point to an example, Derek Williams, number two overall pick, didn't pan out with his original team or teams after that. He's the number two pick in the draft, and now he's now the Cavs got him for next to nothing this year. Right. So just one example, but and then meanwhile it could be Isaiah Thomas on, uh, from the Celtics when he got drafted by the Kings last overall pick now considered one of the top players in the league. I mean, you never know.
0: Yeah, and that those busts actually uh, make I don't know. Like for me, I don't the good thing that they're lower is like you don't you don't have to worry about a bust, right? You can just root for the uphill climb of these players I mean the biggest uphill climb of all players right now, maybe of all time I don't know, is Isaiah Thomas which uh, I did mention in a previous conversation with J-Farb Volume 1, uh, we talked about Celtics, so you'll be able to listen to that uh, soon, enough or after this I'm not sure how we'll order I, it
1: I hope I am able to listen to that, I want to get that in the ear in yeah, the earbuds
0: yeah, but This isn't about Isaiah Thomas, this is about the Nets uh, doing their thing, Brooke <laughs> Lopez became the all-time leading scorer in Nets history, two nights ago, really big achievement. Really,
1: I didn't. I missed
0: that. Okay. Yeah, he o- he uh, overpassed um, uh, Buck Williams, and he basically became. I mean, he's already the key figure in the Brooklyn Nets, but now now that he's uh, hasn't been traded every off season, who knows? Now they could trade him. Now that he's an all time leading scorer and his legendary stamp is on there, I I don't know.
1: How so. many years has he been with the squad? Well, he's what? He's in his, I think... it's like his eighth year or something? No, I think it's almost his... More than that. Tenth, tenth, yeah. Tenth year?
0: Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb and say tenth, but let's see. He was drafted in 2008, yeah. So, almost ten, nine years, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so he was actually born in
1: Panorama City, California. I don't know where that is. I don't either. Yeah, Panorama, I guess that just means like it's a beautiful view, I guess, or that's the panorama view, is when you go around the, uh, yeah, the panorama. The, is probably pronounced. Their uh, state
0: statue is like a camera that is constantly rotating, or their town <laughs> statue. Yeah, it's just constantly rotating. Their
1: statue is the camera that's rotating. Yeah, yeah. I, and but, their flag has that, too. It's like a moving thing. Do yeah. <laughs> towns even have flags? I guess probably
0: not. No, no, um, no.
1: So, upcoming schedule. Who the Nets got? It's the end of the season at this point right now. We're April's tomorrow, and then the NBA playoffs starting mid-April, but here's how they finish the season. There's some more potential wins on the board here. They are home for Orlando, Mm -hmm. then home for Atlanta. That's both this weekend. Yep. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Then they're at Philly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at Orlando. And so, you know, Philly, Orlando, these are winnable games. Uh, Then they uh, are home for Chicago. That's their final home game of the season. At Boston, at Chicago. That's the last game of the season. So some tough a tough game with Boston probably. Um Atlanta could be tough, but Philly, Chicago, I mean, if if as long as they're not playing the Cavs, Chicago doesn't play that well this year. Uh and then Orlando obviously and, and you know, these are some they could win at these games potentially. I'm yeah. not saying they will, but they could. So uh what's their playoff picture looking like, Padre? The Nets playoff picture? Yeah. yeah. Maybe uh twenty uh twenty or so. They can sneak in there. If they get 20. Maybe, to. Some, maybe some of these young players get, uh, get going. I don't know. Maybe they trade Blake. Not Blake. They uh, trade Brook. Uh, Brooke. Brook for, uh, yeah, Brooklyn Lopez for uh, some pieces. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, this season it's not. They are. have been officially eliminated for uh, a little while now. Uh, Along yeah. Along with the Knicks, the, uh, the co-New York team.
0: Last night, yeah, they officially got um, eliminated. But, uh you know, a lot of teams are losing in the Eastern Conference. I don't think any one team is dominating. I'm looking at it like a lot of the highest streak is two games in a row for all the teams. Um, and that's Atlanta and Chicago. But, yep. you know, speaking of slumping and winning and losing teams, we mentioned, you know, also a record being broken not so long ago. LeBron James last night, as he was playing the Bulls, uh, surpassed Shaquille O'Neal. On the all-time right. leading scoring and plus dominating list, what do you feel about LeBron's legacy and also the the
1: state of the Cavs right now, Padre? Well, starting with your first question about LeBron, I mean, I, I said it before, but it does seem like he's destined to finish on top of like any list like this, like points scored. I don't know about assists and rebounds, but you know he he'd be way up there on the list. But any type of scoring uh, records, I I'd be hard pressed to say he's not at the end of his career, going to be number one on, on all of them. I mean, do you disagree? If we think he's going to play, he's already like he's already getting up there where a player is at the, end of their, the very end of their career. We're getting up there. But he has years left to play, by all accounts.
0: So he was drafted in 2003 class, right? It's 2017. 14th, yeah,
1: it's like his 13th year in the league right
0: 13th now. year. And, you know, a lot of players that are elite superstars can play probably up to, you know. 19 years
1: or so. with it. But he's been in the finals like six yeah. weeks in a row. Like he, he's playing so many minutes, too, on top of all of that. But still, I mean, he's just like, you know, he's such a beast, such a anomaly and takes such good care of himself anyway that he's probably going to play six, seven more years at a minimum, I think.
0: Yeah, and I agree. And uh, his domination is definitely uh, continuing, uh, whether it's defensively. I don't understand why he's not nominated for, I mean, you know, consideration, top consideration for MVP. Uh, you know, that's another conversation we'll have towards the end of the year. But, like, I hate the fact that people just, like, oh, we gave the MVP to these guys several times in the past. So they're eliminated in terms of these sports writers perception of what an MVP is like oh let's just look for the newest flavor and I think LeBron is constantly proving that he is the MVP all year round he's he's on the he brings the teams with the best record he elevates them I mean what more can you ask for really in the MVP and he dominates in every
1: single category so no it's definitely true everything you just said but um I mean it it is for MVP wise it is a pretty crazy year there's there's other considerations than LeBron obviously there is but even in my opinion um other people could could be up there, like Westbrook Harden uh, could be up there still. Even though I do think LeBron's still the best player in the league, most people would agree with that probably. But right, there there are some great individual efforts that are really uh, bringing their teams up this year. So, but yeah, we're not trying to get an MVP argument right now. Now uh, I guess, but but with your point about the Cavs slumping, uh, yes, that is uh, definitely a uh, bit of a concern, I guess. I mean, even a co- as of a couple of games ago, since the All-Star break, they're barely over 500, which is, I guess is concerning. Um, up to a couple of games ago, I'd been saying I, I really wasn't concerned at all, honestly. I really wasn't that worried. I think they'll get it together. But, you know, there's now seven, eight games, whatever they have left. And back-to-back losses. They lost last night to the Bulls, who have this ridiculous record on TNT home games. 20 games in a row they've won at home when it's broadcast on TNT. That's pretty crazy, but, uh, you know, they got the 20th last night against the Cavs. Cavs got washed out by the Spurs, uh, you know, on Monday as well. So, yeah, they're they're slumping. Defensively not looking good. Their shots haven't been falling as well lately. I mean, they're still trying to work people back in from injuries. Some people, like Kyle Korver, are still out. You know, Love had only been back for the past few games. J.R. Smith had been back a little before that, but Chump was out a little bit. Now he's back. I mean, I guess... The biggest concern will be if, or or what people would say is, um, because when it just comes to regular season versus playoffs, I do think it doesn't matter as much for a team like this in the regular season. It's hard to get up for all these games, and most other teams are giving their best effort every night against you when you can't do that necessarily. So regular season versus postseason, I do think there's a big difference. But with so many games left, you do want your team to be gelling, looking good going into the postseason, which is not the case right now. So I'm a little concerned about it. But even that being said, I just still can't see it. another one of these teams in the East beating them in the seven-game series. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, though? So,
0: I mean, I think what you hit on specifically about the shuffling of players coming in, clump, coming out. Like last year, they didn't have any major acquisitions really at the trade deadline, so they kind of kept their core. That I remember, unless I'm wrong.
1: Um, like, let me think. They brought, no, I mean, it wasn't like this year with bringing all these veterans in, and then it was the year before that one, obviously, with the Shump and JR trade. I mean, the biggest thing that happened last year was the David Blatt firing being replaced by Tyron Lue.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was so, the
1: biggest change, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was obviously a huge change, and, um, you know, the whole culture change and coaching and everything in between, but. You know, in terms of like the shuffling of the players and personalities, like Darren Williams coming into the fix, uh, he's more of a, obviously, a lot different version than the one that was in Brooklyn p- getting paid a lot, um, but also at the same time, he's capable of, you know, not blowing up, but at least, you know, getting 15 off the bench and distributing the ball, and, you know, that's a huge thing. They didn't really have a backup point guard, so assimilating an all-star coming off the bench, a former all-star coming off the bench, that's got to be an adjustment. Uh, Andrew Buggett, even though he got injured, you know, his personality and being on the team, I'm sure, it's always an adjustment. Boy,
1: well, he's not on the team anymore. I mean, Did they, they release him yet. completely? Yeah, I mean, why were they going to keep him? Oh, I thought they, was, the, And they signed Larry Sanders. Oh, playing in the yeah, that I forgot right about. Now, but I assume he's going to be back, you know, for the playoffs, I would have to assume, but...
0: Right, right. No, um, I, I forgot about him, so that was maybe, you know, obviously I confuse Andrew Bogut and Larry Sanders all the time. Um, they look alike. They both played on the Bucks. It makes sense. No, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so. They play together, man. So, you know, with that, with all those considerations of shuffling of the lineups and Kevin Love and Shumper coming back, J.R. Smith not finding his swag, I think April's going to be a better month for these guys. Right now, what, they're in the second seed by, by
1: losing two or three in a row. I guess they're back in the second or they're tied with Boston. I know Boston didn't play yesterday, so maybe they're half a game back on Boston. Yeah. So I'm gonna read since, read,
0: since you read the net schedule, I'll read the, the cast. They got home Indiana, Orlando. Uh, then they visit Boston, uh, Boston on Wednesday on ESPN. Okay. Then they got Atlanta at home, uh, then they got Atlanta away, so it was a home and home uh, at Miami and versus Toronto. So all of these are pretty pretty competitive
1: games for them too, then. Okay.
0: Yeah, pretty competitive matches. Now, I think that's a positive outlook for these guys because you want to have you don't want to have softballs. Yeah, they may not be able to get a rest. I mean, I don't know, depending on how, you know, the standings stack up, but Uh, This could give them momentum. This could give them some kind of, uh, you know, fresh start and everything. And who knows? Um, I like Like you said, I I don't think anyone can beat them in the seven-game series. So I think. Who do you think
1: is the best matchup against them? Like, who do you think matches up the best against them in the East that could potentially play them?
0: Well, the funny thing is, I was looking at the you know right now standings today. As of today, if they were to match up, they would play against the Heat, which would be kind of interesting, although Dwayne Wade's not there anymore. so In terms of matchup, who would be the most interesting or competitive? What are you trying to say? Uh,
1: not, not interesting. I mean, uh, you could say interesting in two if you want, but my direct question is which team in the East, I guess, let me rephrase it, which Eastern Conference playoff team has the best chance in a seven-game series against them? Who, so who matches up the best against them? Who will give the Cavs the most trouble? You know, I would say
0: uh, Toronto, but, you know, I did talk about this with uh, uh, Jay Volume 1. Uh, Kyle Lowry is out. He's been injured, and he's, he's and,
1: supposed he, to be back, I think. For the
0: yeah, play. but he's been off for so long. It's been a while. I think it has been a month and a half, or maybe more than that. He's been gone. Because he didn't even play when I saw him uh, in the Nets play early February, and he was still out. So. It's been a little while since uh, Lowry has been healthy again, and that may be a huge factor.
1: Who knows? Here's the thing with that. I'll, I'll just address that first before we move on to the next team you're going to say. But with Toronto, I just don't see how they're any better than they were last year. I mean, they well, a big thing that helped them win in a couple games last year in the playoffs was um, the play of Bismack Biombo, if you recall, blocking shots, getting rebounds, dominating in the paint a little bit. And he's off the team now, but they did pick up PJ Tucker a little while ago who's he's not a shot blocker per se like that but he's filling in some of the same type of roles especially defensively but so that even if you say he's going to give them the edge in the playoffs to give them a win or two maybe but after that even if Lowry plays or not Lowry hasn't always been the most clutch in the playoffs anyway and then and you have DeRozan having a career year this year but he'll need to show me something you know, and everyone in the world something like even a step above in the playoffs like with some clutchness if they're going to Hope to get to the finals. Um, so, personally, I just don't see. So they match up about the same with the Cavs as they did last year, in my opinion. I'm gonna throw. A they m- got two
0: wins. I'm gonna throw a couple monkeys maybe even a gorilla in your uh in your wrench wrench in your monkey I don't know I keep on forgetting it okay.
1: still about the raptors you mean
0: no yeah still about the raptors now you did mention Bismack and you forgot probably a major transaction uh, with the raptors Serge Ibaka Iblaka, is on the raptors uh, they're starting All right. and you know yeah he made a, he was a huge factor in um, the early the thunder days for a while you know with him Durant and Westbrook and that was that didn't change. Like defensively he makes a presence known kinda like Biombo. He can stretch the floor unlike Biombo. He can shoot threes. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, he's a great passer too. So I think the the best person they had doing that role was like a hybrid of Patrick Patterson and Biombo. Now they have one player that can make threes and play defense and rebound. And he's been a huge influence in the locker room too as well. So I don't know. I think that's a positive. You add Lowry, you add DeRozan having a killer year, you have PJ Tucker being one of the better defenders in the league. They could match up differently with. Uh, they're going all in on uh, playing the Cavs and hoping to the conference semis. But yeah, I think they would be the toughest matchup again.
1: It would be interesting to see Ibaka in a, a seven game series because before I only knew him from when we played the Thunder, and you know the Cavs had always played well against the Thunder, so I guess he wasn't popping out to me. Um, as someone going to hurt them, but maybe it will be, and especially seeing them in back to back to back games like that. So that's a good point. But you do think Raptors are the best matchup? Yeah, uh, have the best chance or or anyone else?
0: I mean, I don't want to discredit what Boston's doing, but they're too young. You know, they're just not ready for uh, a playoff. Um, atmosphere. Maybe the fans are ready, but
1: not not the team itself. Yeah. Well, do you think they could make it to to place the Cavs in the finals, even the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, or is someone else gonna beat them?
0: It depends how the top four shapes out, right? Boston, Cleveland, Washington, and Toronto are one, two, three, four. If Boston plays uh, Washington in this in the second round, or actually no, if uh, yeah, if they play Boston in the second round, then yes, then Cleveland would technically play uh, either. Washington. Wait, what did I say? Cleveland would play Toronto. Washington played play Boston. That's the only way I can see it going to the conference semis because I think Boston's better than the Wizards.
1: So interesting. I will say I think the Wizards are a better matchup against the Cavs than the Celtics are. The, the Cavs actually match up well against the Celtics. I don't think Boston's beaten us all year, even um, maybe one game I'm forgetting, but I don't think so. And uh, they just don't have good enough rebounding. I think you know Tristan Thompson's going to dominate them. Now, that could be a mark against the Wizards as well. Maybe they, They'll need someone to step up on the boards. But, I, I mean, they do have the, uh, I mean, John Wall versus and of course, is always compelling. But um, they do have the shot, the scoring at least, maybe, to match up. If everyone's playing well, Beal's playing well, everything like that, Porter, all of that. I, I think um, Wizards are actually the best, have the best chance against the Cavs. Yeah, I mean that. Maybe I
0: agree. The only reason I would agree is because Bojan, uh, Bobo, is he's on. been
1: playing well since he got traded there. He, since he, he got got out of, he escaped to uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, from, yeah. He, I, mean, I want to see an escape from. It would be better if it was the New York Nets, but uh, he needs like an escape from Brooklyn thing with like the eye patch guy and up.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, and they're looking. They're looking. Solid. They had the best uh, post All Star record. I forgot what it was, but the Wizards came from like I think the seventh or eighth potential seed all the way to like fourth or third right yeah, now. Yeah, they were really
1: struggling at the start of the year, and now yeah, they're third place now. Yeah, good. Good on Scotty nice. Brooks. Yeah, but that, I've had my issues with Scotty Brooks over the years too. But like, he is he is doing well this year. Yeah, yeah, he he's been uh,
0: talking shit about you uh, in the post game conferences. I can understand.
1: What? Yeah, I mean that's oh, why man. that's why you've been having issues, right? Oh no, I mean I didn't know he knew that I was uh, talking shit about him. Now he's he's turning it back on me. Huh? Well, I guess I deserve that. Yeah, he's
0: been saying like, um, Padre can't, uh, hold his liquor. Pa- what? <laughs> Padre is, uh, is lactose intolerant, which I don't know if that's
1: an insult at all. Uh, I don't think it is, but it's also not true. I'm at, not lactose intolerant.
0: Uh, and then Padre wears, uh, sandals with socks. Uh, there's a lot of stuff wow. going on there. Three lies.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first one's arguable, I guess, but that's, <laughs> those are lies. Well, I've always said Scotty Brooks looks like a damn. He looks more like a. He should be on the sideline in the in the rink. He looks more like a hockey coach than an NBA coach. But uh, yeah, he looks I guess, like you know that's his personal appearance.
0: He looks like Breck Myers' stepson or half. You know the guy from uh, uh, Breck Myers. He was in that TNT show with uh, Zach uh, from Saved by the Bell. Brock Myers. Oh, Brecken Meyer. Brecken Myers. Yeah, he looks like Brecken.
1: the guy from like Rat Race that movie. And, like,
0: yeah, he looks like the evil that? version uh, of Brecken Myers.
1: A little bit like that. I think he's older than. Him. Him probably, so he wouldn't be
0: as. I don't know. All white,
1: or whatever
0: you said. All white people look the same to me, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: <definitely.
0: laughs> uh, but cool. So we wrap that up. Uh, we'll definitely do a playoff video. I want to do a quick round of Snapper Slap, but before that, uh, the Lady Huskies are playing tonight. Shout out to the all-time greatest team. And basketball history, uh, the Yukon yeah, woman... It's boring
1: that they win every year, though, isn't it?
0: Uh, I don't know. You should watch the HBO series on them, previewing the whole uh, run to the you know, Final Four. And you'll kind of understand why they're... Obviously, you know why they're legendary in so many reasons, but... It's not as boring as it looks. It looks at the box scores, but, like, if you watch the game, you're just watching some kind of thing that you've never seen. Imagine the Cavs blowing out teams. Yes, that would be boring in the sense of the end result. But, like, the way they do it, it's like it, it doesn't look like it's it, it's possible for the, the Huskies to sustain that kind of uh, excellence year in, year out with different players, you know? It just makes no sense, really, and it happens. Well,
1: it's kind of like Kentucky is now, except the difference, you know, they're always getting the top recruits. Yeah. But the difference is there's no, like, I mean, there is the WNBA, but it's not, like, the same as the NBA, where people are being one and done. There's not a lot of one and dones in women's basketball, is there? I guess I don't know, but... No, no, they're... So, like, Kentucky, in my illusion here, Kentucky might win more championships like UConn women do, if all their players stayed like the women do, but, uh... But it's kind of like don't, don't all the best recruits go there every year? Like it's not even fair.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, not fair in terms of having the top program in the in the you know country. And th- that's a sharp criticism of Gino and Yukon, But like. You know, one of the things he
1: said... Sports in general. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, one of the things he said is, like, you know, he didn't get here by just skating in and inheriting the team. He had to build this from the ground up, you know? So uh, that hard work has paid off, and they figured out something that other teams are striving for, some kind of winning formula that just works. It's kind of like the Spurs, you know. They have a winning culture, and they develop, you know, players, and they they can understand like where their strengths are at all times, no matter who the player is, um, and how to build them up from, you know, nothing to something,
1: really. So, is in in the, in a public of a public figure of Connecticut. Gene R M has got to be by far the highest paid person. No, nope.
0: no, that's Kevin no? Ollie. That's Kevin Ollie. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, woman, and Randy Isdell too, probably uh, UConn football coach.
1: It's it's a damn shame, uh, really. they so the UConn football coach cannot make more than Gene R M. They can't be he right. He has right?
0: at least in the past, and this is during the time when UConn was still winning championships. It it really wow. doesn't matter. It's just the fact that women's basketball does not bring in enough revenue, or even enough money towards the school comparatively uh, to men's basketball and football. You know, it's just people attend those games more, or more attendance in general,
1: which is a really shitty, shitty thing, but it's just... I mean, it is what it is, I guess, but um, is this the Final Four right now, or is this the elite, the women are behind a little better now?
0: Yeah, no, not anymore. Usually what happens is Final Four rotates for a woman's Friday and Saturday, and then men's is usually uh, Saturday and Monday. For that, so they're oh, right, right. they're in Dallas actually. Our uh, visiting grounds uh, last last uh, April, right? We went there.
1: I believe it was April. Yeah, it was yeah. about it was almost a year ago at this point when we gloriously graced the field down in Jerry World, and uh, you know I, I uh, scored touchdowns, kicked field goals, all that. You got an end zone, I think uh, it was great stuff. What well, um,
0: I had the most touchdowns uh,
1: during the game because I played a uh, universal quarterback, but that doesn't matter. That's right, all all offense. Um, yeah. But uh, where, where are we going with this? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, so the women's Final Four is in Dallas. Where's the men's Final Four this year? Or are uh, they both there?
0: I thought it was Northern. in um, Atlanta or Nolens, I think.
1: I don't huh? think it's Nolens. They just said the all
0: Uh UConn. Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, NCAA uh, Final Four. Enter. And it is in... It doesn't say... Wait, Phoenix. There it is.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Wait, another city
1: I've been to as well. Uh, I've not been there. I've not been in the state of Arizona at all. I don't think you should go. It's really, really nice. I, to. I want to go to every state eventually. One day. One day, Drew. He'll make it One there. day, I definitely will. Maybe I'll go to Alaska yeah, soon and see the Northern Lights. Okay, so. Because I didn't get too nicely. But no, <laughs> What what is the Final Four in women? So, who, who is who is UConn playing? Uh, is
0: they're that? playing Mississippi State. It's one of their first appearances in a while. And then the other end is Stanford, South Carolina, uh, which is kind of interesting. South Stanford Carolina women
1: are usually good, right?
0: South Carolina women, yeah.
1: Um oh, no, Stanford.
0: Stanford are usually the, they're the arch rivals along with, like, Notre Notre Dame, and used to be Tennessee. Like, UConn ends up playing them in the Final Four almost like yeah. uh, notoriously. Wait,
1: who are they playing? South Carolina?
0: So, South Carolina and Stanford are playing each other
1: on one so end. There, so, South Carolina is in men's and women's Final Four. Yeah,
0: it's a big deal. Oh, it's a really big deal for that school. And, you know, South Carolina, Gonzaga, Orlando, North Carolina on the men's side. So, who do you got for a quick Final Four picks, uh, women's and men's? Um,
1: I mean, obviously, Yukon's going to win. I'd probably say North Carolina is going to win, too. I mean, I'm rooting against them, but not that I even care too much about college. I really don't. I haven't I've paid less attention this year than ever, especially since I was out of the country. Didn't see any Sweet 16 or Elite 8. But, um, yeah, I think UNC and UConn, men's and just to have the boring uh, answer. But, you know, it'd be interesting if Gonzaga won men, since they're always like in it, but they've never won, right?
0: They, this is the first time they made it the final four, actually. Um, oh, they, really? Okay. They've always been elite lately, of like being a top number one seed, and you know, going through the upset. But yeah. it this is the first time final four, so I I think the Bulldogs are going to pull it out for the championship. I would like to see South Carolina do it because it reminds me of. Uh, uh, not as amazing, but UConn being like a seventh or sixth seed men's, and they were able to win the championship uh, as a kind of an underdog there. So that'd be awesome. Yeah.
1: Their South Carolina's coach is like insane too, right? Like insane, as in a good way, or just insane in general? No, like he he always says he. Well, I remember him from he used to be on Kansas State. When yes. Michael Beasley was there. Yep. Yeah. And he's like the most intense, crazy guy. Like he he seems like he would like you know, start throwing things or whatever (laughs) like He
0: does he does wear a velvet, like maroon jacket, or he was. That was pretty that was pretty baller. A little pimp jacket there, so Yeah, so I mean, good on them, and that's our finished conversation of college college
1: talk. College
0: talk. Well, actually, no, transition to college. Uh, Yeah, so we're gonna open up the snap or slap round. Uh, I'm gonna start one, then you'll start one.
1: How this game really go, Padre? Well, well, to refresh everyone's memory, it's snap or slap. So if you agree, if you want to argue that the whatever the statement we're gonna say is good or right or whatever, you give it a snap. Like you want to put it on. Take a snapshot of that and put it on Instagram. I think it's out it or Snapchat. <laughs> you can put uh, it on Instagram, whatever. Either one. It. Yeah. And uh, if it's if you disagree or you think it's bad or negative or whatever, then uh, you it's like a slap here. Yeah, slap that. You slap that down, and you're not you're not snapping that onto social media.
0: <laughs> I wish that was a real life game. You know, like if you well, really this d- is a real life game. No, movie. I mean
1: like in, maybe we should just do it
0: in person. You know, if we if we see something we like, we snap it, and if we
1: don't, we just right. slap. Like, if it's a first. Well, <laughs> one's kind of hard because a lot of these things are pretty intangible, you know? Like, like what's the first thing on the list here? And
0: so, we talked about college. So, Lonzo Ball, projected to be the, uh, yes. the number one uh, draft pick uh, by many scouts and teams uh, overall, could have been on the Brooklyn Nets potentially. Who knows how the order will go. Uh, but, Lonzo Ball has been talking a lot of ish, and so has his dad even more than it's him. Mostly
1: the dad, right, yeah.
0: Lonzo Ball thinks he's going to be the greatest player of all time immediately. Yeah. Now, with all this cockiness, I want you to snap or slap this. Is this okay
1: uh, for these guys to do it? Do you like it or do you not like it? So, specifically, we're talking about just the dad's comments or, or Lonzo himself? And the family, family. The
0: family in general. They're, they've both been talking shit. So, I mean, as a player, I think you can decipher, yeah, that's yeah. for him. So, I guess the dad. Um,
1: I'm going to give it a general slap slap. Because... It is amusing. You know, there's jokes on Twitter. Lonzo Ball's dad says this and that. Oh, he says he could beat Jordan back in the day. Ultimately, I don't see the purpose of building yourself up so high like that. The only, like, at best, so let's say he is the best player. Like, what's the best case scenario here? Lonzo Ball turns out to be the best player ever, which is highly unlikely, of course. But let's say he does. Then what are people going to look back and say, oh, I guess he wasn't being cocky. I guess they're right. His dad was, you know, seemed arrogant or seemed like saying... Crazy things, but it, they backed it up. I guess Lonzo Ball's amazing, and he has the two brothers, right? That maybe they'll be great too. Seems unlikely that all three would be stars, but either way, that's the best case scenario. What's probably going to happen is he's not going to he, pen. He's going to be. I mean, there's all different things he could be. He could be just a good player. He could be a perennial all-star, even not the best player ever. Right. And it's going to look back and say, you know, no reason to say that. Or what if he washes out? What if he's not? What if he's entirely a bust? It's possible. And now also people are going to you you have a target on your back now. Some people maybe like to have a target on their back. I guess they think it'll breed competition or it'll bring out the best in them. They'll have to fight for it. Maybe that's the idea here, but I just don't like it. It's just gonna annoy other people who are gonna who don't have aren't saying this thing about themselves or don't have other people they're not news stories, you know, most other players in this draft like this. So they're gonna be saying, you know, I wanna show this guy up. I wanna be the best player. I wanna work harder. You know what I'm saying? I guess it's just like, I just don't see the, other than from just entertainment value for people like us looking at these comments, I don't see what, it doesn't seem smart to me, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, um, well, instead of a, a, whole, a player, you know, being touted by his father, it's like um, the owner of the Warriors uh, that said, hey, we're better than everyone in that New York Times article. Yeah. Uh, we've done it faster and better. And this is like their. I think second season into the playoffs that they've been, and but he's just saying it since he acquired is better, and that that not only does that karma b- bite them in the ass, being up three one into the you know finals. Exactly,
1: yeah. Aaron at least they had one, though you know. Right, right. They had one, but he said this after they won, right? So, right, right. So I'm saying at least that's a little more. They had done something at least. Which yeah, know. the done nothing yet.
0: I'm a big believer of karma, and I think uh, you know that's good that he's saying it. Like you said, the father saying it. Who? How much? Was he a former
1: player? Even does he have any credibility at all, or is just a dad talking shit? No, I mean he wasn't an uh, NBA or anything. I don't. I, I'm, I assume he played at some level. I don't I mean yeah, no, He wasn't he wasn't an NBA player or a professional at all, I don't think. Yeah. Up, but.
0: Yeah, I, I don't care too. Um I don't think uh, they're just making I think they're also doing it as publicity, constant publicity. Kinda of like a Donald Trump kind of way, you know, just like saying all this bullshit and and like saying he's the
1: greatest, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that could work for a politician though, obviously we we see that it can, but, but I don't <laughs> right. see how it can work for a you know me i mean i don't see how it could work for your son being an nba star like you have to produce so that's true but maybe you know, being picked literal. maybe pick being picked first is
0: yeah. what they're aiming for cuz they do get an extra salary bump by doing that um but
1: also it didn't his dad say they want he only wants to play for the lakers too or something i don't know maybe they walked back on that one but you know they're also trying to say we're only going to play in L.A. and things
0: like this. Like, I do kind of hope that he uh, somehow ends up in, actually, Boston. I, would, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, no, I don't want that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that because He's I don't. He's
1: a bust. I want that.
0: Right, right. No, <laughs> uh, secretly I want him to be a bust and also to ruin people's okay. locker rooms. Actually, Lakers would be fine too. That would be okay. I'm going to slap the shit
1: out of this as well for all the reasons we said, but let's just move on. Uh, yeah, let me give you one here. uh Put a, a snap or a slap down on this one. Um, how about uh, Carmelo Anthony embracing a supporting role with with the Knicks or with another team in the future? Wow! Well, I mean, that's
0: an ego drop right there, right? That's what uh, the Knicks kind of wanted. Um, I think this is the first year where he played uh, with one uh, one of the. Better players had in a previous career or previous life uh, of all time in Derrick Rose. You know, like he was a former MVP. His work ethic, is I'm sure, is kind of the same uh, um, that he's had previously, but he's obviously not as good because of all the injuries. So
1: yeah, just to even clarifying the snapper slap, not not if he will or wo- or won't do be the supporting role, but is it a good idea for him to at this point?
0: Um, yeah, I think it's definitely a snap. Uh, for him, the reason being is, like I said before, but also in addition to that, it kind of opens up the opportunities for him. You know, a lot of a lot of teams are probably scared to commit to even Carmelo one because it won't wouldn't be a good fit. Two, uh, also because of personality. Yeah, he's you know he may be a nice human being overall, but that doesn't mean you know he's not a, a diva or like a, a alpha male wanting to be you know the is the best player on the team. And he had that success in Denver, you know. He had that success for one year in New York, but it hasn't quantified to making players... Around him better, so he's probably more of a one A. I mean one B ins- instead of a one A. You know, um, on a on a player uh, on a on another team, and hopefully, I think this will open up uh, the window for him to move on from the Knicks. I think a lot of Knicks fans would want that, and give the team Porzingis. What do you think about that? Uh, would you snap or slap his decision to confirm
1: that he's now uh, re- okay with the bench, basically? So, well, I'm going to. I guess I'm going to give it a snap. I do kind of want to qualify, though. I do, I do think it should be with a team other than the Knicks. Now, it seems like he doesn't want to leave New York. He wants to even finish his career out on the Knicks. I don't know if that's the case, but or at least in a few more years. But I don't. I just don't, with this Knicks team, I don't see it working out. Maybe They probably should go to, even though is still a better player, obviously better scoring option, all that, they probably should focus more on Porzingis now. It's a piece to build around, but I don't see why... Carmelo still needs to be there for that. If I was him wanting to win a championship, or even if I was just another team wanting to bring in a bring in a piece, a good supporting piece, I'd br- have another team bringing him in. Honestly, this would be, I don't think this will happen, but it would be interesting. A team like the Denver Nuggets, his former team, <laughs> could actually use a guy like him more at this point than the Knicks can. Yeah. They got some good young players to build around too, but they they could look for more of a, they are maybe a, a French playoff team in there. So they could um, look for in the future, next year or two, a nice scoring option that um, that you know isn't going to be. It, it will just be you know the second option, a third option. I don't know. What do you think about that?
0: Denver would be a good return, but I think a a, a better team, a better opportunity for him to move to other than, actually, I could name a couple. Uh, Memphis, I think I'm thinking of. That would be a pretty awesome because they lack an offense. That would offense. Be interesting, yeah. They lack an offense almost every year. Defensively, they're pretty disciplined and good. I and would... it,
1: uh, yeah, just to add to that real quick, they've been looking into, in the past, they've tried bringing guys in like Jeff Green, for example. They've tried to bring in this kind of scoring presence, and it just hasn't worked out. Now, right. Mello would be the ultimate version of that. Oh, yeah. my
0: God. I could imagine them being like a top, seed in the West after that acquisition because Carmelo can play team defense. He's not a great one-on-one defender, but he's also not really terrible compared to other players in the league. And the fact that he would bring a scoring pedigree and be disciplined in the culture, even though it didn't work for Allen Iverson his retiring years. I feel like Carmelo, it would work because he needs he needs a fresh start to win. Another place would be uh, L. A. Clippers potentially, uh, teaming up with CP3, mm. getting rid of Blake Griffin somehow, and then uh, Oklahoma City also uh, maybe trade some you know younger players. Him and Westbrook doing their
1: thing. I think that would be pretty amazing as well. So that would be interesting. I don't I don't know if I. I'm on board with that Oklahoma City one. Like I don't know if that would work out as well, but I really like your uh, Grizzlies idea for sure.
0: Yeah, I w- I would be. And then also they move back to Vancouver and Rock. But he needs to go to
1: the West regardless. So.
0: Yeah, he it it's got to be the West. Um, or it's got to be because. No other team is that good in the East where he can just jump on and help Uh, maybe Miami.
1: I don't know. Maybe Miami. Um, Apparently there's rumors Miami's trying to get signed Gordon Hayward next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think – after this playoff uh, run with the Jazz, who are playing really well, they're number four right now. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere uh, unless he really hates uh, Snyder for some reason, which I don't know why he would. Um,
1: So – he doesn't like guys that look like drunk detectives.
0: Yeah, <laughs> from
1: True Detective especially, right? Which is coming back, season three. You check that out? Is it? I thought I saw something like maybe they're working on it, but it's not official or something. No, the, I think Season they, two wasn't very good.
0: I think they finished filming it. Yeah, I didn't finish season no, two. No, they
1: definitely didn't finish filming it. They do not even cast anything. I would have heard about that.
0: No, I think True Detective is the same people. Because that's saw previews on HBO It's Rachel uh, um, McAdams And Colin F- Not Farrell That'd be funny if it was Alright and
1: then No I, I don't think you're uh, Spoiler, to spoiler too, uh, alert here, Damn but, it <laughs> yeah, Spoiler alert for uh, True Detective season 2 Colin Farrell dies But also It's a type of show Where it's a different cast Every year So I know that's not correct That it would be the same people Plus huh. no one liked that Season 2 If anything They would want to bring Back the characters From season 1 But that's not happening yeah. How do we get on True Detective to Talk? Right here? I mean, why not? Do you want to wrap up Snap or Slap with one final one? Yeah,
0: this one's really directed at you. Obviously, we talked about the Cavs really shitting the bed le- uh, recently. They had a player's only meeting or a post-game meeting, and Snapper or Slap this. James Jones, veteran for the Cavs, questioning the Cavs' heart. Do you Snap this, uh, James Jones delivering this message, or do you Slap it? And not the meeting, obviously the meeting. Makes sense.
1: You have to question the person delivering it. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna give that a big snap because apparently what I've learned is even though he barely plays at all, James Jones is like one of the most respected guys, not only on the Cavs but like in the NBA. Like people really look to this guy as like a, a calming presence for a team and like a real. He's veteran. He's 36 years old. Doesn't seem that old, but he's old for NBA standards, I guess. But people really, and people really seem to regard him in this way. It's like a voice of authority. He's also like one of the heads of the Players Union. I think he's the treasurer, but um, I've been listening to another podcast recently. There's a new, uh, fairly new Richard Jefferson Channing Fry podcast that they do with the um, the Cavs sideline reporter, Ellie Clifton. So I would recommend uh yeah, we're wrapping up here. I would recommend people uh, listen to this podcast. Very interesting and insightful, especially if you're a Cavs fan, but James Jones was on a recent one that I listened to, and um, yeah, they're definitely making it seem like, I mean, they call him Champ, that's his nickname, they're making it seem like um, he's the most respected guy around, uh, so I think he would be a good person to deliver this message, even though he not uh, he's not out on the court really that much approving it that way.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I I understand uh, when players obviously are just good veterans. They're just a 10th man or 9th man on the team. They're just a filler just for locker room presence. When I was a diehard Phoenix Suns fan and James Jones was on the Suns for that playoff run, I think it was uh, Boris Diao being injured or or Joe Johnson or someone being injured, and he was their starting guy or a mark... He was like had to play a lot of minutes defensively. He made some plays against the Lakers. That's the only thing I remember of his significance on a team. Even the Heat and Cavs runs, I don't remember him like making the threes that were like memorable. James Jones. Yeah, like Mike Miller, I remember, but like
1: James Jones had a very good series. They didn't win the championship actually. The last year of LeBron being on the, the Heat when they lost to the Spurs. If you go back and look at the stats, James Jones actually had a very good playoffs and made a lot of big shots for them in that playoffs. Um, had like a really super high three-point percentage.
0: I am looking I at it, was it yeah. That,
1: I believe it was that year. Maybe I'm wrong about the year, but I think it was that one. But So he did contribute on those Heat teams.
0: Yeah, they're highlighting on Wikipedia, they're highlighting the last year in Miami uh, when they got killed by San Antonio. Uh, he was averaging 50% for three. He had, the, I think, the yeah, highest so in that's the right. league. I disagree with you, so I'm obviously slapping the shit out of this. Okay. Why? Because I don't think I can't tell you what obviously the behind the scenes because I'm not there all the time. I'm not grabbing towels and jerseys uh, randomly from these locker rooms. But if it's going to be James Jones doing it, uh, I would rather have someone else. And I'm not even talking about LeBron or some you know something like that. I would even. Uh, let, let me look at their team I just know there's someone better to do it To do the job Obviously if Ty Lue's not doing it he, as a coach uh, He he wouldn't be as Ty Lue as a player Kind of is comparable
1: in, uh, To James Jones in a way I, I understand. Would you say that? Uh, career wise I mean I think Ty Lu had a better career Than James Jones He was more influential on the teams he was on He played more Oh, well, you mentioned Less championships than James Jones. I you mentioned him, Richard Jefferson. Uh, I would say Richard Jefferson
0: is is better off uh, because, yeah, he may have not won six titles like James Jones, but he's had a more uh, struggle of a career from like being in the finals and beginning of his career to journeyman a little bit to – uh, elevating his game out of nowhere and becoming one of the hugest
1: factors of the Cavs winning the championship. Well, it's it's personality things though, because like I I've gotten really good insight into RJ's personality listening to this podcast and stuff in the past year or so. Even when he's on Snapchat and stuff, I've been looking at like he seems like a great guy, Jefferson, which is crazy because I always hated him before. I don't know why I did. I just never liked him in his career, but um, like he would bother me when I'd watch him, but. No, I love him, of course, but he's a very kind of joking guy. Like, he's a very, he's the type of guy, Channing Fry a little bit, too, I would get from their podcast here. They're joking around a lot. They're that type of guy to, like, they're very good teammate guys in that way, like, keeping people uh, engaged on, like, uh, on that level, you know what I mean? Cracking jokes and whatever, keeping spirits up, but they're not, I guess they don't have, like, the gravitas that James Jones apparently has or, like, people aren't as willing to listen to them as quickly for whatever reason I don't know like I don't know all the reasons why this this guy is like this but I'm just believing what all the people on the team and other people that know him are saying like they people really respect this guy a lot so that's uh, I don't see why he can't be he shouldn't be the one to, to deliver messages like that
0: yeah uh, I mean as a fan I guess I'm just hating on him but like if I was if I'm just picturing myself as a player uh, like for example Darren Williams right coming on the team. And like I'm just looking outside looking in, and I've never really met James Jones on that level. Like, okay, he won six championships, but
1: what did he actually do to contribute? You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, but you're Darren you're Darren Williams or any other veteran coming in. You're brand new to this situation. You're not gonna like you're probably just gonna go with it like, well I'm this not guys better on the team with these guys right
0: I'm not gonna say Darren Williams is gonna step on like, because obviously no. he doesn't know how to be a leader uh, I
1: know what you're saying like right oh, okay shots fired
0: there but <laughs> I know what
1: you're saying like he he might think in the back of his head like why is it but I mean, if you're new to the team, you just kind of have to to roll with whatever the team's doing, you know. I don't like these just house rules.
0: I don't like James Jones being everyone's dad. All right, I I just don't like it for some reason.
1: Well, he is. He's your dad too, and um, God damn it, he, he's probably five <laughs> years older than you. But <laughs>
0: he's uh, I just I found out their age. They're all
1: thirty. He's thirty-six. Thirty-six, and they all
0: he's played for the same amount of years as LeBron. Thirteen years, and you know, because he probably played four years in college, though. That's why you know, Kyle Culver's thirty-six as well. Yeah, they got old team. Fuck. All right, well, on that note, these older guys doing their thing, hopefully they can um, build it back together for the Cavs. I'll be rooting for your team, uh, Padre.
1: Thank uh, you. As I... I'll be rooting for your team the Nets to finish the season strong.
0: Yeah, and get a high draft pick, right?
1: Uh, well, no, I mean, I can't root for fiction to happen, but. Oh, damn it. Man, and I was talking about second round. Oh, yeah, I think they'll get, they got that, right?
0: Yeah. Cool. Oh uh, Yeah, hopefully. I don't know, but. Uh, thank you, Padre, for jumping on this bite. Uh, what what do we got up next? Any promos, real quick?
1: Uh, no. I mean, I I don't uh, I don't know where you're going with this necessarily. Did you want me to say something specific? No, no. I just want you to subscribe to Brooklyn Rebound that's Podcast. That's it. You know? That's it. Yeah. I just wanted you to say one more
0: thing before we said goodbye. So, uh, peace out, Padre. Peace. Good night, Brooklyn. Later.